Hey everyone at Comchurch, um, just a real delight to be with you today and just be able to share some things with you in this kind of season that we all find ourselves in collectively walking together. Uh, just a, a huge amount of uh, love and respect for, for Julian and Sarah and of course Rob and Sarah as well who we know well and uh, yeah just thanking God for, for you as a church and, uh, and just your voice in, in this season. Um, I want to just I want to talk to you this morning around I think a, a really huge question that is so relevant right now and it's this question what next what next I wonder how you would answer that question if I was to you were sitting over a cup of tea today and we were just to sit and chat together and say hey what's next for you I wonder what would your response would be to that to that question you see I, I absolutely 100% believe that every single one of us we are all on a, a journey. We're all on this kind of um, spiritual journey. And, you know, for every single one of us, there is another step. There's a next step for each and every single one of us to take. If you think about a, a kind of continuum uh, as being your spiritual journey and you're kind of somewhere on that continuum, the reality is we're all in different places on that continuum. But wherever you are right now and somewhere on that journey, somewhere on that continuum, God has there everything he wants for you. All the purposes, promises, plans, all those good things that he has for your life is on that continuum. And as we take that next step, we get closer and we, we walk on that journey into the plans and into the greater purposes that God has for our life. I, I believe, you know, right now, if you've got breath in your lungs, you have got another step to take. If you have, you know, you've got another step to take, it's time to, it's a season now to ready ourselves, to get in gear, put our foot on the accelerator button and, and pedal, sorry, and walk into uh, everything that God has, has for us. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Proverbs um, chapter 29 and verse 18. Very familiar verse here. And I want to actually look at it from a few different translations with you. And then we're going to end up together by looking um, in the book of um, Mark, the Gospel of Mark chapter 8. That's kind of where we're going to finish together. Okay, so you kind of know, know, know some places where, where we're going to go. It says this in Proverbs 29 verse 18. Where there is no vision, this is the King James Version. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Now, now when um, Solomon here, who wrote the book of Proverbs, is talking about um, the people perish, he's not talking about physical death. It's not a kind of a, a physical death, um, but he is talking about death to your hopes, dreams, aspirations, um, marriages. You know, it's, he's talking about a death to those, to those types of things. And actually, let me let me be honest, let me be real with you if I can. Maybe some of us right now who are listening to this under the sound of my voice, many of us here have, have perished. We're living, we've got, we've got, you know, we've got breath in our, in our lungs, we've got a pulse, but we, we're, we're dead. We, you know, there's something in us that has died, that's perished. You know, we're able to physically walk and talk and breathe and, and, and be living, but actually something within us hopes dreams aspirations maybe relationships right now something within us has has perished and and we're kind of walking through some things and maybe that's a, a consequence of some things over the last six seven months maybe it's going way way back to even pre kind of lockdown if you can remember that far back but something somewhere within us has perished it's died it's gone and we're longing to have that back again you know, I, I believe that when we feel that, 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 that smell, when we have that taste of something that has perished within us, 
we need to capture again the God dream. We need to figure out again and tap into God, what is the dream that you have over my life? Something deep that's on the inside, something that God has revealed to us, that he's shown to us, that he He wants us to step into. And that's what I want to talk to you about in the time that I've got today. What does it look like? What next? What's the what's that next step into the God dream? Because we all have a next step. What's your next step today? And I want to talk around this whole thing about learning to dream again. And, and I believe that there are there are five categories here, five types of people, if you like. And, and every single one of us, I think, will fit into one of these five categories around how we take around what it means to take our next step. But learning to dream uh, again. The first one, number one, is this uh, first type of person is you've got no dream. You've got no dream. Look at Proverbs 29 verse 18 with me again. This time I want to read it from the New International Version. It says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. People cast off restraint. That, that word restraint here, it, 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 the, the author here, he's talking about that kind of thing of who, who cares? You know, it, it doesn't really matter anyway, you know, whatever. I'm just, you know, I'm just getting by. We've kind of cast off um, restraint. And actually what we've done is we've stepped into, if you like, if I could use this, this word, we've stepped into survival mode. Um, we've, you know, we've stepped into a place where it's just about to survive and getting by. And can I honestly say, that's a horrible place to be. Some of you right now, you're nodding and you'd be like, I've been there. I've been in survival mode. I know what it is to be in survival mode. And some of us right now, hand on heart, that's where we are. We're in survival mode. Well, I've got some good news for you today. You do not have to stay in survival mode. The good news is you have a God in heaven who does not want you to stay in survival mode, but he wants you to take a step on that spiritual continuum. He's saying, what next for you? And he's grabbing you by the hand. He wants to lead you into your what next moment. What well, one more time, let's look at Proverbs 29 verse 18. Go with me on this. And again, I want to read it from the message translation. So three different translations of the same verse. But the message translation says this. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. That word blessed in the original kind of Hebrew, it means being happy in your soul. That's what it's talking about. It's talking about you being happy in your soul. And, and for those that perhaps you find yourself today and you're like, Carl, you know, that's me. I've got, I've got no dream. Well, it's time to start dreaming again. Because when you dream, you have a vision. You have something, a goal, an aspiration, hope, something to live for. Live for. And I don't know about you, but when I have that sense of vision, I feel better. I feel instantly healthier. And you see so many of us, circumstances determine our happiness. But that was never the way God intended it to be. God does not want your circumstances to determine your happiness, but he wants dreams and visions and revelations to determine your happiness. Um, Jeremiah um, 33 verse 3, God says this to the, to the kind of people of the time, and he says, I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. You see, when we... When we connect to a, a living God, we begin to dream again. 
There's something about being in that relationship with him, that when we connect with him, whether it be for the first time or a fresh moment of encounter, when we connect with him, we dream again. God wants you close. He wants you in close proximity with him and he wants to birth and plant a dream in you. If you are today and you say, I've got no dream, today God wants to birth a dream in your heart. That's the first group. The second group is this. You've got the wrong dream. Now, I'm, I'm not talking here about a sinful dream or even a bad dream. You know, it may be good, it's just not God. It may be a good dream, it's just not a God dream. And maybe you've allowed yourself to dream of something that, I don't know, maybe it has something of earthly pursuits within it. It's of selfish gain. It's not connected to, to God. And, you know, he, he doesn't mind that... The, the, you know, have that kind of dream, but it's just not his dream for your life. It's just not the God dream that he wants to birth and release over you. And you see the greatest joy, the greatest joy that you today, that you can experience is when you begin to walk in and step into the dream and the thing that God has called you to do. In the book of Acts chapter 20, um, Paul talks, the the author Luke, who's referring to it, he's talking about this and he says, you know, that we get to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord has given us. You see, for every single one of us, there's a race that we run, a continuum journey that we're on. The greatest joy is when we get to complete the task, that thing that the Lord has asked of us. And you know, there's no other way for me to, to really say this, but to say the best way to get a God dream The best way to get a God dream and to step into that dream is by surrendering your life to Jesus. It's by by giving him your life, saying, Jesus, you are my Lord, you're my saviour. Take me, take my life, my possessions, and would you be number one? Would you be the Lord of my life? Not not just this Lord of this area or that area where we compartmentalise area, but we say, no, Lord, would you be number one? And would you be Lord of my life? So we've got a... Five groups. We got no dream. We got the wrong dream. Number three is a stale dream. You've got a good dream, but it's gone stale. Once upon a time in your journey with the Lord, you were you were fired up. You were ready. But over time, I don't know what time that looks like for you, whether it's just been the, the effects and the consequences of 2020. I don't know what it is, but over a period of time, whether it even be through delay, but you've not seen it come to pass in the time and the way in which you thought it would. But actually something that once was on fire right now barely is flickering. You've got a dream, but the dream has gone stale. Church, I want to say to you with with all the love, and I I know something about your context and had privilege to come and speak and share with you on a number of occasions now and just absolutely love the privilege to do that. But I want to say over you and over your church, it's time to blow afresh on that stale dream. It's time to dream again. It's time to blow fresh wind and fresh fire over those stale dreams right now that are barely flickering. That God one day in his time and by his power and by his spirit will be able to breathe a fresh fire over your spirit and over your life. You see, Paul prayed um, a prayer to his young protege, Timothy, and he, he prayed this prayer. He said, fan into flame the gift of God. Let's get back to that dream again. Let's allow that flame, the gift of God, the dream, the hopes, the aspirations, the visions, the revelations that he's given you begin to flame again, to be on fire. 
And I know for some of you, and you'll be like, Carl, you don't know how many times I've dreamed. You don't know how many times I've, I've dreamed again and again and again. Well, I want to say, come on, one more time. It's time to dream again. It's time to, 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 to do it, even though it's been a long time. You've been dreaming and dreaming, but God still wants to do it in your life. He still wants you to dream again. Then the fourth group of people is you've got a vague dream. You have a dream, but you don't know it well enough. If someone was to ask you about the dream and were to ask you to articulate the dream, you would struggle. You wouldn't know what to say, never mind how to say it or to verbalise it. You have a dream, but you don't know how to articulate it, to dream it more thoroughly, to understand the dream, to know what that dream is well and to be able to speak it and clearly go for it and tell others of the dream that the Lord has put in your heart. You've got a dream, but it's vague. It's vague. In the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2 it says this write the vision make it plain make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it if you've got a dream today write that dream down know that dream if you don't write it down you can't read it and if you can't read it you're not going to run with it You've got to know the dream that the Lord has put in your heart. You've got to know the revelation. You've got to be able to articulate it. Do some work. Journal on the dream. Write it down. Begin sharing it with others. Get some time with people you trust in your small groups, your pastors, whatever kind of um, structure you have that allows that. But get amongst others and begin to articulate and share the vision and the dream that the Lord has put within your heart. Move from being a vague dream to a clear dream where you begin to understand what it is. What's next for you? Write it down. Write down the vision. And then the fifth and the final group, and I want to just spend a few minutes here, is this one. It's a God dream. It's a God dream. So out of the five, we've got the the no dream, we've got the wrong dream, we've got stale dream, vague dream, and then we come to number five, a God dream. You see, church, a God dream will always require God's help. A God dream will always require God's help. A culture-defying, heaven-impacting dream needs the Lord's help. A dream that is going to make a difference in your life, is going to make a difference in the lives of others, in your community, in your town, in your workplace, in your your family environment. A, a, A dream, a God dream that makes a difference. A dream that plunders hell and populates heaven needs God's help. And I want to just show you something, if I can, here from the book of um, from the Gospel book of Mark, Mark chapter eight. If you've got it, go there, verse twenty-two. Uh, I want to just read something here to you, and I want to pray as we read this that you would read this with fresh eyes, that you would hear it with fresh ears today, because I believe that there is something in here, whether you are no dream or vague dream, whether you're a stale dream, um, you know, wherever you are right now on that that continuum, that spiritual journey, I believe there is something here in this, these few verses we're going to read, that's going to breathe something over your heart and life today. I want to read something here to you. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. We're going to read a few verses. It says, They came to Bethsaida, and some people, they brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. It's interesting, isn't it? Just pause there. It's interesting that they brought a blind man to Jesus and then tried to tell Jesus how to heal him. They tried to tell Jesus what to do. Well, needless to say, Jesus doesn't quite do it in the way that they think he will. Let's carry on. He says he took the blind man. So Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. 
Get that. So sometimes in our lives, in order for God to speak to you, you have to change the conditions, the environment around your life. It says here that Jesus took the man, blind man by the hand and led him outside of the village. Maybe for you right now in the season you're in, there are some conditions. What's next? There's some conditions you've got to look at around your life that need altering, that need shifting. Bad relationships. Maybe there's some things there. Maybe you surround yourself in, a, in an environment that's not godly, that's not honouring. There's a condition around you that needs to change in order for God to speak and to breathe that new dream in your life. So he took him by the hand, led him outside the village. When he spit on the man's eyes, when he spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and he said, I see people. They look like trees and they are walking around. Once more, look at this, verse 25. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. Jesus said to him, sent him home saying, don't even go into the village. Here's what I want you to understand this morning. There's a, a phrase here that I want you to pick up with me this morning and um, today. It says here, it says, verse 25, it says, once more. That's the word, that's the phrase, once more. And this, this, this morning, you know, or today, whenever you're watching this, whatever, whatever dream you have, I want you to see, I want you to see something around this today. Jesus who had the power. Jesus, the, the Son of God, the one who had done miracles and many miracles more, the one who had the power to heal perfectly the first time round, prayed for this guy a second time. This is huge. Jesus, who had the ability and the power to do it the first time, prayed for the man a second time. And so just as Jesus once more laid his hands on this blind man, I believe once more he wants you to dream again excuse me just as once more <clears throat> he he laid his hands on this man's life he wants to touch your life again once more he wants to breathe fresh fire over you once more he wants to turn a stale dream into a fiery dream once more he wants to turn a wrong dream into a god dream once more the lord wants to move in your life in the most incredible way once more he wants to begin to breathe fresh fire on you once more he wants you to begin to dream again to light the fire on those aspirations to light the fire on those hopes that he has put within your life church i believe with all my heart it is time to change gear it's time to alter change the conditions around you to get on board with the god dream because believe me he has a dream for your life he has a dream for your life. But I've got to ask you, are you willing to dream again? As I come to a close right now, I want to just pray for you in just these few moments. But I want to ask you, are you, do you, are you willing to dream again? Will you allow him to breathe that fresh fire? Will you allow him to take you from no dream to God dream, from stale dream to fresh dream? Will you allow him to do that? Let me pray for you just as I come to a close right now. Maybe you want to close your eyes, bow your heads. I often say to our congregation that that's not a, a deeply spiritual thing to do. It's just a privacy thing. That's what it is. God can speak to you whether your eyes are open or your eyes are closed. Whatever makes you feel comfortable right now. Why don't you just create some privacy, some moment with the Lord right now as I pray for you. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for every heart, for every person. 
that's under the sound of my voice right now. Lord, I want to thank you for the journey that they are on with you. And Lord, I, I want to thank you that you have put such a provision over our lives, that there is always a what next for us. That Lord, thank you that we've not reached the end of our journey in you, but there is always a next step in new revelation, new understanding, new blessings, new, new, new promises, things that you are speaking and breathing and believing over our lives for us. And Father, we, we ask, Lord, would you help us, Lord, where perhaps we, we don't see that next step, Lord. We're, we're kind of lost in the wilderness of something. We don't see the next step. Lord, today we pray, would you, by your spirit, reveal the next step that you want us to take? Lord, wherever we perhaps attribute ourselves today, whether we find ourselves in no dream or a stale dream, Father, we pray, would you breathe your fresh fire over us? We pray, Lord, would you begin to reveal the God dream that you have over our lives, that we would get on board with the God dream because it's the greatest dream we can get on board with is the dream that you've breathed and the dream that you've purposed over our lives. For those today who need boldness and courage to alter the conditions around their life, Lord, would you give them that? Would you grant them the courage they need that they may shift just like you led this man out of the village Lord, that they would lead themselves into a new place by your spirit, Lord, that they'd be led into a new place where the conditions change and they may hear your voice ever so clearly. And so, Father, thank you for every individual, for every heart, for every dream. Lord, we thank you that the dreams that you breathed over us are good. We believe that they are yes and they are amen over our lives. And we pray, Lord, that we would walk in that fulfillment as we step into and further along the dream that you've breathed over us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you, Com Church, And uh, we look forward to, I look forward to hanging out with you again real soon. But God bless you.